Hello, and welcome to the On Your Left podcast, the politics podcast that's probably to your left. My name is Katrina Ames, and I use she, them pronouns. And I'm Narali Shath. I use she, her pronouns. We are in your feeds every single Wednesday, uh, so be sure to hit the follow button, share this podcast with your friends, um, do all of the good things, um, and maybe also support us on Patreon. That's right. There will still be politics happening after the 2020 election. So if you want to help us in our coverage of it, please go to patreon.com slash onyourleftpod and give us a few dollars. Yeah, you're no longer donating to campaigns. So like, where else are you going to put that money? You obviously had a reoccurring donation and you don't need to give that all to us. Like, you know, maybe give some to a charity. Uh, Maybe check out, you know, if maybe you have a local campaign you'd like to give five bucks to but also we're right here every week Mm -hmm. bringing you joy through audio and we're great at it (laughs) yeah Uh, we're just amazing (laughs) so uh just so everyone knows we are recording this on november 1st 2020 and we do not know the results of any of the elections right now. We don't know anything. It's very stressful to be us right now. I don't like this part of a cycle where I don't know anything. And I still have to do as much as I can to make sure that when I do know things, it's good news. Yeah. It's very difficult to not know anything and still feel like you should do things, but not for me, it's like not quite knowing what is the best thing to do at the moment. But um, when you're listening to this, none of that will matter because we'll either know that someone has won the presidential election or we will not know, but there won't be much that we as citizens can do about it. This episode is going to be released on November 4th, 2020. And we might know some things, but it is very possible that we still won't know the results of the presidential election. Um, So unless you are responsible for counting the ballots, it's okay to, like, take a day and just chill. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Um, We want to make sure that in this time of stress and uncertainty... Uh, we are taking care of ourselves and practicing self-care. Yeah. Um, no matter what the results end up being, there's still going to be work that we have to do to make you know the world a better place. But the world is a much better place with you in it and when you are making sure that you take care of yourself because you matter. And you need to be mindful of your own needs and make sure they're met. Yeah, self-care isn't selfish. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give when you are completely drained. Um, You won't be able to support or help the people you care about if your needs aren't met. You won't be able to support the causes that you care about if you are completely and utterly drained and feel like you can't do anything. Yeah, it's really easy... uh, um when you're an activist just to get burnt out especially if this isn't like especially when it is your job but also if it's not your job if you are like 
working full time, taking care of yourself and your family, and on top of that, trying to make your community a better place, like, that's a lot of work. And it's exhausting. Yeah, it's really hard to juggle everything that's happening and still try to, like, be an adult and do human things. Um, like, I don't know, continue doing well at your job, but also, like, take taking care of yourself in basic ways, like making food for yourself and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we want to talk about all the ways you could practice self-care that are fairly simple ways for you to just help your mind get through everything that's happening. We're going to talk about different types of self-care and suggestions for how to practice that type of self-care and how we practice it. Obviously, pick and choose what works for you. Not everything will work for everyone. Um, But... Yeah, no matter what, make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Um, And the first thing is really basic, but also really difficult to do. And it's uh, part of physical self-care, and it's to make sure you're getting enough food and sleep. Um, I know I don't get enough sleep all the time, but the way I balance that is um, by really sleeping in on weekends because I no, I have insomnia and I still have to get up in the morning to do work. Um, So I will just sleep in on weekends and catch up on the sleep I lost over the week. And uh, I'm honestly not the best at the whole eating three meals a day thing. (laughs) Uh, I'm working on it. I have like, I have timers for when I should be eating. (laughs) And I also have a partner that does most of the cooking, which ensures that I eat dinner every night. That's amazing. Sometimes I just forget. And that's not good. Yeah, no. I forget to eat sometimes, too. Um, Especially when I'm super focused on something that's happening in the world and I can't tear my eyes away. Or I'm really focused on, like, writing or editing a video or something. Or I feel guilty about stepping away from the thing to go eat food, even though I feel the hunger pangs. Um, But you just have to remember that you will do your best work when you are well-fed and taking care of yourself. You are at your most optimal when you're taking care of yourself, even though it's really hard. Um, But I think setting timers is really important. I have an alarm set for every morning, uh, to wake up on time so that I can get my work done. And um, it might be a good idea to also set an alarm to go to sleep on time. Uh, just, you know, make sure your basic needs are met. Um, on that note, if you have any medications you should be taking, please make sure to continue to take your medications. It's a very important part of physical self-care. Again, a great way to do to take your meds is having alerts on your phone. Um, another way I make sure that I take any meds that I need is that I have them exactly where I will pass by them and grab them. So, um, there's a medication that I need to only take at at certain times of the month, so I have it at my bedside table for when I need it, and I can just reach over and grab it, because 
it doesn't really matter when I take it. It's just at some point in the day you should take it. So I can just grab it and take it when I remember to that day. Um, or you can keep it next to your toothbrush because you brush your teeth every morning and you can just take the meds then, you know, just like create, put them where you can see them and where you will remember them. That's a very ADHD coping mechanism thing because what is object permanence? Really? Do we have it? (laughs) <laughs> I'm now realizing that, like, throughout my entire life, anytime I had to take a medication with food, mm-hmm. we just always put it at the table where we ate, like, my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise, people in my family wouldn't remember that I needed to take the medication. Or yeah. wouldn't remember that I needed to take it when I eat. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if you need to eat something with breakfast, put it at the table where you eat breakfast every day. You know, it's just simple things like that to just make your life easier. And then you and then that's another thing off your head mentally of like feeling guilty for not taking the meds one day because you forgot or something because it wasn't in the right place. You know, you automatically won't forget because it's right there. Yeah. Like we're trying to make this as easy as possible on ourselves and Mm -hmm. uh, making time to like make a plan to do things yeah yeah another uh really practical easy thing to do that is really good for your mental health as well as physical health is just like being hygienic and like showering um and like i know that long hot showers make my brain feel really good and um i always come out of the shower with yet another idea which is probably not great for me because i just want to do too many things but it's still good that like i'm giving my brain a break from like being on the phone and on the computer because like if i don't have my computer in front of me i have my phone in my hand you know and it's just a mental break from it all and it's just taking care of yourself like i definitely uh, i have pretty moderate depression uh, mm-hmm. And on my worst days, it is a win if I brush my teeth and shower. Like, it's, it doesn't, some self-care is really uh, easy for some people, and sometimes it's hard. But we just gotta do our best to take care of ourselves however we can. And this is, this can be a win for you if you get the election results, and it's not what we want. You've brushed your teeth and you showered, that's awesome. Yeah. Can I talk about my sy- my daily system for a second? So like the way I do the way I organize my days is I have a blank I have a blank notebook and every single morning I set it up um so that there are four sections in each on the paper and one of them is like stuff for home like doing laundry or and showering and making food and stuff like that. So it's like home slash self. And then it's like work stuff, which is like my full-time job stuff. Then it's like internet stuff. And then it's everything else. And I have a few tasks. You have a to-do list for all of those things, right? There's stuff to do for all of that. But like on a really bad day, if I can check off one thing from each of those four sections, that's like a great day. If I'm feeling like shit. 
And I feel like that kind of thing of like, sometimes there are really big things on the list and sometimes there are small things on that list. But even if you can accomplish a small thing, it's a win. Just doing one thing. Yeah. Like you, you really don't have to do like all of the self-care suggestions we have Mm -hmm. today too. It's doing what you can is still good. Yeah. Yeah, don't beat yourself up, really, is what I think what we're trying to say. Like, do what you can. Another physical way you can kind of take care of yourself is actually something I do for fun, which is just, like, painting your nails or, like, doing your hair or your makeup in a fun way. Um, Because, like, when I am... Which which sounds, like, frivolous and, like, not necessarily taking care of your physical being, but when you feel good about yourself and how you look, um, it can make a huge difference in your mood and how you feel. Yeah, and I I think there's, like, something good about, like, sensory, like, self-care, like, Mm -hmm. putting on, like, a, a, a nice, like, a perfume or cologne making sure you smell nice wearing Mm -hmm. a cozy sweater i mean making sure that like you feel good is important uh no matter how that goes with your self-expression and how you go about making yourself feel good yeah exactly and yet like the thing with like makeup and stuff is that like people think that and like it is there are, like, valid criticisms of, like, makeup in the beauty industry and how, like, it's, like, setting yourself up for failure because, like, you'll never reach those beauty standards and stuff. But, like, you're not, in this case, you're not doing it to impress anyone. You're doing it for yourself. And you're doing it so that you can just, like, be creative and out of your head a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you have a body. You Yeah. You may as well do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Um, if looking pretty is what you want to do, go for it. And if you want to look, also, if you want to do your makeup so you look like a literal monster so that everyone knows that they should stay away from you, also cool. Yeah. Love to see pictures. Yeah, Halloween just ended, and there are some amazing monster makeup tutorials and stuff that are so cool. Yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, having fun, and, like, I think you we're right on the money with something sensory because like both of us have been making stuff a lot. Like you've been making hats and I've been like making scarves and I've been embroidering a lot. And like that physical action just takes you out of your head and like puts you, I don't know. It's meditative. Yeah. There's something really nice about doing a repetitive action. Um, because eventually your fingers are just going to start doing it on their own and it gives you space to think about things without having to necessarily act on them immediately because you're already doing something. Yeah, exactly. It's great. I love making stuff. Um, and yeah, finally, um, you should also try to do something physical and exercise and take care of your body in that way. Um, winter is quickly approaching, and I have back problems that get much, much worse in the winter, so, um, I have to, and I hate exercising. I hate it so much. I despise it. 
um i don't see the point a lot of the time but i know i have to because otherwise i will be in pain i need to do my stretches and i need to like do squats and i hate squats but i need to do it because it'll (laughs) it'll stop my back from hurting as much so um yeah Yeah. just take care of your body in that way yeah, um, right now I've been playing um, Ring Fit Adventure, not quite every day, but I like mm-hmm. that it's just, like, a fun game that I also exercise in, um, because exercise is supposed to be fun. Most of the exercise that people do is quite literally a game. Yeah, I think like, that's why I don't like exercise the way adults do it, is because I was... Like, I was an athlete growing up, and I was a dancer growing up. So there was, like, a point to everything, even if the point was just winning a game or looking really good on a stage at the end of it. There was a point to the exercise. So I think if you create a goal for yourself or you play a game and while doing it, like, it could make it so much better. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Um, and exercise is supposed to help make you happy. I mean, it literally releases endorphins in your brain to make yeah. you happy. Like, sometimes it's kind of annoying getting to that point, but that's why we want to make it enjoyable. It's like, I hate it, and I talk a lot about hating it, but it's worth it. And also, in the words of El Woods, exercise gives you endorphins, and endorphins make you happy. And happy people just don't shoot their husbands. They just don't. They just don't. They just don't. So, I mean, I don't know how many of you have husbands, but um, if you would prefer not to shoot them, <laughs> exercise. Yeah. It's such a good I line. Mean, and such a good movie. I, I have a husband, and I can mm-hmm. confirm that I have not shot him. So, Elwood seems to be playing out real well with this correlation. Congrats. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for him. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm very happy for him. But also, I know you would feel horrible if you shot someone. So, I'm also happy for you. Yeah, I never would. Never would. But. (laughs) I can't confirm that he's not dead. Yeah, I love that for you. So good. (laughs) Um, Moving on, let's talk about some emotional self-care, because we are more than just our bodies. We got feelings. Yeah. Feelings. Emotions. Regulating them. How do we do that? Um, (laughs) I'm not great at it, but I mean, there is no such thing as a bad emotion, you should let yourself feel things, um, and it, whether that's sadness or anger or whatever, but A, don't take that anger or sadness out on anyone else, um, and also take actions to make yourself feel better and get yourself out of that space. Um, yeah. Like, if you need to watch Inside Out to, like, relearn this lesson, that's cool. <laughs> But yeah. we we don't want you to do anything that's self-destructive, but 
you're having feelings for a reason and it's okay to feel them and it's okay to figure out what to do with those feelings in a way that is constructive and healthy. Exactly. Um, yeah. I highly recommend crying when you feel like crap. I do it all the time. <laughs> Let yourself cry. Let yourself do things. Um, but in terms of making yourself feel better after um, the hour or so that you spent crying, if you're feeling sad, um, wrap yourself in a burrito and watch a rom-com or do some work and or create something in order to distract yourself. Um, you can take care of yourself emotionally and you know what's going to make you feel better best, whether it's like reading or and like getting yourself out of your own head and into the head of a character that you love or watching a movie that you know makes you feel good every single time or it makes you cry more every single time. Um, yeah, you know what makes you feel better. So you should do it. And I think most of our listeners are old enough that they're able to really like identify their emotions, hopefully be able to figure out why they're feeling them. And then able to do something that makes them feel a little bit better and brings them some joy. Uh, I'm a big fan of baking because I like the process of making things and I also love eating the things. That's amazing. And that factor, that also goes back to uh, feeding yourself. That's a part of self-care too. There you go. Yeah, Two in there's one. Lots, lots of overlap in most self-care activities. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really love, um, making things. As I said before, I, like, I've been making so much stuff lately, and I've been embroidering and drawing and making scarves. I, I have so many scarves I need to make. But also writing and, um, creating a character, uh, that will go through a journey that isn't necessarily my own, but will reflect some of my experience. Um, and processing my feelings that way is really important to me. Yeah. I'm a big fan of journaling myself because I think I'm not someone that's really good at saying what I feel to other people. Um, me neither. <laughs> I'm really not. But yeah. I am... But I still need to get those feelings out somehow, even if it's privately. And I find writing to be a really good way to do that. And um, also as a way to keep track of how I'm doing, because usually, uh, once, once again, once I get into like a really depressed state or uh, my anxiety picks up, I can usually see it happening because I tend to think the same kinds of thoughts as things start to get worse. So now, after journaling for several years, I'm able to identify earlier when I am starting to spiral and do something to stop it and take care of myself emotionally before it reaches a bad point. Yeah. Um, and speaking of spiraling, um, note that we said absolutely nothing about going on social media because when you're feeling bad social media is really not the place to be unless your friends are on social media 
and you know those friends can make you feel better, and you're only using social media to get in touch with them. Yeah. I think maybe we should talk a little bit about social self-care, because right now, that's a lot of social media, uh, because social self-care also means, um, yes, it means hanging out with other people, but right now, we can't do that in person. No, we, we can't. Um, and, yeah, you're probably feeling really isolated, or, um, if you have, like, a bubble of a few people you can see, it's still only a few people, um, and it's hard on everyone, and, yeah, it sucks, but, um, there are ways to stop that from, stop that loneliness from taking over your life, I think, and there are ways to keep in touch with people and do things together yeah i really like to focus on a positive social media interaction and finding a place to talk to people that i love about the things that i love which means absolutely no doom scrolling but i do have a few discords um where i'm pretty close to the people in them and we can talk about things uh either silly or real and it's Mm -hmm. not it's not a big deal. It's just a place to check in and care about people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm in a couple of group chats where we can talk about pretty much anything. Um, and also, uh, I've found that during quarantine, I can't seem to watch things without other people. Uh, so I started doing like a Netflix party thing, which is now uh, like available on all sorts of like streaming platforms where you can watch a movie with your friends virtually and like there's a chat next to it and you can just talk about the movie or talk about whatever while watching something together or doing something together like definitely make plans to spend time with friends like i consider this part of my social self-care routine Um, yeah definitely yeah noralia and i meet every week to record the podcast and then we usually hang out a little bit before the podcast and after the podcast because we are also just friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also, once a month, uh, my friend Teresa and I um, used to be really bad at keeping in touch with each other, even though we are, like, best friends. But now we have a set date on the calendar every 7th of every single month. We will take the evening to catch up with each other on the phone and, like... Maybe, like, go on house party and play a couple games together and just catch up on everything. And it's so nice. Like, I used to hate talking on the phone, and I still don't like talking on the phone to most people. But when it's your friend and when you haven't seen each other in a while and you know there's stuff you want to talk about, it's really great. Yeah, that is really great. Um, Because, like... I don't like being surprised by phone calls. Yeah. But but I if it's that. scheduled, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> um and now's a really good time to like A schedule time to talk to your friends and also check in on your friends because they might be having a hard time. And you wanna make sure that you can maintain those friendships and be there for your friends when you they need you. Um But you also probably just have people in your life because you like them. 
and spending time with them will probably make you feel better. Yeah, it's like honestly so nice to talk to her every month and just catch up on her life, catch up on my life, and then talk about pretty much everything that's going on in the world. Um, because they're your friends for a reason. Like, you love them and want to, and care about them and want to spend time with them already. So there's no reason you can't do that on the phone or virtually. Um, and I will say also another part of social self-care is um, definitely on your social media feeds, curating it, unfollowing people who are just constantly negative about things um like obviously everyone's entitled to their emotions and everyone's entitled to be somewhat negative about things sometimes but if you feel like they're constantly putting you in a bad mood or creating drama or something and you don't want to be a part of that you can choose not to be a part of that especially on social media it's incredibly easy uh, to unfollow someone, or if you're, like, real friends with them, uh, hit the mute button so you don't have to see their posts, and then still maintain that friendship outside of social media. Yeah, I, like, definitely have friends that have told me that I'm muted on Twitter, because they just, Mm -hmm. they can't see political stuff right now, and they know that I have to do it for work, Mm -hmm. um, and that, like, it's important, but it's too much for them. And I- honestly don't mind yeah and if yeah if they're your real friend they wouldn't mind honestly yeah like they're they're doing that because they care about themselves and i want them to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. um and if that means i need to be muted until after the election is over um that's fine. Yeah, and like, yeah, it, self-care is also about extending that same grace to everyone else that you're extending to yourself um, by, like, letting yourself feel things and letting yourself process things the way you need to. Other people process in different ways, um, and that's okay uh, as long as you're honest with yourself about how you feel about the way they're doing things. I think. Is that how I want to say that? Yeah. Like, and also just pay attention outside of social media to, to who's bringing you, who's like building you up and who's kind of bringing you down. Um, and figure out which, which friends of yours will help you when you're, when you just need to take care of yourself, um, and figure out which friends are just going to kind of make you feel bad all the time you know and they can still be your friends but they just might not um be able to be there for you in this moment which is fine yeah uh you probably you know that's that's why we have a variety of friends because we can't expect someone to be our person all of the time because they also have stuff going on in their lives exactly let's talk a little bit about spiritual self-care this is a little bit like nebulous because spiritual self-care means something different for most people 
Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of people, spiritual self-care is also religious practice. So, like, praying is cool. That's one of the things I do. But there are also ways to, like, do spiritual self-care in an atheist way. Uh, yeah. Medi- meditating is nice. Yeah, meditation... Meditation in my religion looks really different to, like, what meditation looks like outside of my religion, but I found that both ways are really amazing. Um, There are really amazing guided meditations out there that you can do if you just know if your brain is just full of thoughts and you need to calm it down somehow. Um, There's some pretty incredible guided meditation on various topics like if you're just feeling stressed because there's a lot of stuff you need to do versus like if you're feeling terrible about yourself or you know there there's so much guided meditation out there and it's really amazing um but the way i learned to meditate when i was younger um through my religion was um a mantra over and over again so like we have the Novgar mantra which is like our main prayer and we say that over and over again for like as many times are as there are on our prayer beads, like counting those. Um, and like that focuses my mind and like takes myself out of any, all of the other thoughts that I'm having and focuses just on those few words. And that's really, it really works for me. So different things work for different people. Yeah. I think when you're doing spiritual self-care, uh, it's important to like find your people uh find a community to practice with or if you want to do it alone do it alone and find a place to just be calm practice your beliefs and if that means like acting on it in some way then act on it but if that just means being alone and um journaling praying meditating or just trying to like focus yourself that's also good spiritual self-care i think is the most nebulous practice yeah, but, like, spiritual self-care can also just mean taking a walk and just, like, clearing your thoughts that way. It could be doing something really physical to the point where, like, you aren't thinking about anything else, you know? It can it can really mean anything, but it's whatever makes your spirit feel better. And, like, yeah, I think, yeah, it's the most nebulous, but it's also really important. The last thing that I want to talk about is practical self-care, which I think is really important, but also we forget to think of it as self-care because self-care, in my opinion, has become very commodified and capitalist and just about purchasing things instead of actually taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. But like making sure that your like physical health care is good, that you're like showering and being kind to yourself and feeding yourself and sleeping, that's very practical self-care. So is making sure your home is clean and that you can find things in what is honestly a little bit of a disorganized mess. And maybe I should have taken (laughs) out the garbage before we started recording the podcast. But like making sure your environment is nice will also help you feel better. And it's still taking care of yourself because you have to live there. Yeah, 
like for me, self-care today was um, taking out all of my summer clothes from my closet to put them away. And um, later I'm going to bring all of my winter clothes out because that's just making my environment more conducive to the way I'm living right now, which is winter. (laughs) I should probably declutter my room a little bit. I should, shouldn't I? (laughs) You know what? We're making plans to self-care right now, so maybe this is this is what we do today. (laughs) (laughs) Um but also like make sure you have groceries, make sure you have enough around your home to like continue to take care of yourself. Uh especially right now when we're trying to limit how often we go out making sure you have enough to practically do the things that you want to do, uh, whether that is buying more yarn next time you take a trip outside, uh, making sure you have enough food, um, making sure your bills are paid so you can continue to watch Netflix. I mean, that's still all really practical things because this this part where we make plans to take care of ourselves is also part of practical self-care. We only have so much time to do these things, so we need to make sure that they're scheduled in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the key to a lot of this for me, especially is writing it down. Cause otherwise I will completely forget. I need it written down or it needs to be so important that it's at the forefront of my mind for a very long time until I finally get to it. Um, which isn't very healthy because there are other things my not, my mind needs to do that aren't just thinking about the fact that I need to do my laundry. Oh my god, I need to do my laundry. <laughs> if I have it written down on a to-do list of some sort, my brain is freed up to take care of myself and do other things. Yeah. There's there are like really practical ways that we can be taking care of ourselves <laughs> and our environments. And that's really important, even though it's not like the fancy self-care or the glamorous kind of self-care yeah we still need it Mm -hmm. although sometimes treating yourself to dunkin donuts is nice oh yes no still do all the other stuff if you like want to Mm -hmm. but like that's not what real that's not what taking care of yourself is necessarily taking care of yourself is making sure that you are able to continue to live the life you want to live I think. Yeah, I think I think that's really good. Like making sure that you can do everything you want to and need to do. Because yeah, we don't have a lot of bandwidth, especially people our age. Don't we're all people our age in our mid twenties are working jobs probably getting underpaid for them um and being overworked in them and also trying to do things to further our careers or having side hustles or having podcasts and youtube channels and twitch channels and tiktoks and all of those things in order to um you know get our names out there and get everything and like have a job that's not our current job so it's a lot it's a lot so just building your life in such a way that you are able to do all of those things 
and still get eight hours of sleep and still feed yourself is hard. It's really hard work. It is. And right now we're in pretty good positions. Um, just in the fact that we live with other people mm-hmm. that care about us yeah. and can also help take care of us and our homes. Um, like, I don't have to think about eating regularly as much because I know my husband has that taken care of. Um, and, like, I'm you're staying with your parents right now, yeah. and I'm sure yeah. they also make meals. And that's... Yeah. My mom has been a godsend <laughs> this whole time because, yeah, she... Because both of her kids are working full-time from home right now. Um, and my sister's currently in busy season, which means she cannot leave her computer from 8 a.m. to, like, 10 p.m. It's a lot. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she is really helping out. Which, like, when we were living the two of us in the city, it was, like, fine because her work would pay for takeout, but that's not as healthy as, like, a home-cooked meal every day, which is what we're getting. Yeah. Um, and, like, not everybody our age gets that. Yeah. Um, not everybody our age has a family that, like, can help take care of them or has roommates that, like, want to help them out with things, really. Yeah, so, no, our support systems are really amazing right now, I will say. Yeah. yeah. I, it's really great. And also, one of the reasons that um, Victor is able to do so much to, like, take care of our home mm-hmm. is because Victor's an event planner, and that's not really a field with a lot of work right now. <laughs> um, so that kind of freed up his time. So while I'm working, he also does a lot to take care of himself and our home and i'm really lucky to have that yeah yeah it's nice um but like even despite having all of that it's still not easy for us to do everything we want to do you know yeah which is yeah yeah, like we completely acknowledge our privilege in that we have these amazing support systems at the moment. But we still need to take care of ourselves and still need to keep ourselves on track in our self-care journey. And that's our own responsibility. Yeah. Uh, Victor probably can't meditate for me, so... No, no. My mom can't... She can probably throw me into the shower. But, but she probably won't. She probably You're like a, won't. She she definitely did at multiple points in your life, but she probably yes. won't anymore. No, no. Um, yeah, I think I think now's a good spot to move on to good things. Now that we're in such a joyous mood. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what's your good thing? Okay. So as we know. I am bi, and therefore I love the moon. She's great. But the moon um, is my girlfriend. <laughs> it's, like, that's fine. I'm, just, I'm not an admirer of the moon. I, I, uh, I'm a fan of Yue from Avatar The Last Airbender. Love the Hunters of Artemis. I and the moon have a special relationship. 
but we're not dating. It's platonic. It's a platonic relationship. Yeah, I'm I'm an ardent admirer of the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought it would be nice just to announce some space news that scientists have announced evidence this week of widespread distribution of water on the surface of the moon. Like, way more than we thought there was. Moon so water. If you ever, ever want to live with your girlfriend, it might actually be somewhat habitable. Yeah. Moon water. But also, let's let's make sure that this planet's also doing well. So we don't have to yeah. rely on the moon water. I love the idea of moon water, though. That's yeah. a great novel title. Nerali, no. <laughs> it's such a good novel title, though. Oh, no. <laughs> Tessa Violet will be telling you no in the podcast. I want you to know that. You don't have time. I don't have time. But speaking of novels, what's your good news? <laughs> so my good news is that NaNoWriMo has begun. Um, today is November 1st as we're recording this. So y'all will be a couple of days into NaNoWriMo as um, you listen. Uh, and na- if you don't know, na- NaNoWriMo is the short form of National Novel Writing Month. Um, and the goal is to write 50,000 words of a novel in 30 days and it's november which means these 30 days include election day and thanksgiving um and for indians diwali this year um so uh yeah i just wanted to wish everyone good luck on nanorimo and uh please remember that these self-care tips apply to you it's i i've only done nanorimo and succeeded once um and it was hard to do. You need to do about 1,600 words a day, a little over that, to uh, get that 50,000 words in. It's a lot. It's very difficult. Um, And make sure you are still sleeping well, and make sure you are still feeding yourself. And yeah, make sure you are still doing all of the things to take care of yourself. Um, And Remember that even if you can't get those 50,000 words down by November 30th, you are still accomplishing so much and you are still progressing so much in your writing and it's so important. Yep. Uh, Working in elections this year, my form of self-care is not doing NaNoWriMo. Uh, But I will be hosting writing sprints on my Twitch uh, if anybody wants to hang out with me. I will be doing the timing for it. We'll put on some chill music. And, you know, I could be working on some video scripts. I could be working on some data entry. I could Mm -hmm. just be knitting. But I will let you know when to stop writing. There you go. I might join some of those because I do really want to work on my novel more um, than I have been lately. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely can't do NaNoWriMo this year because elections then diwali then thanksgiving yeah it's why november why did they choose november i don't know it's uh, kind NaNoWriMo, of the worst month yeah nanorimo also uh does the organization that runs nanorimo mm-hmm. uh which is a nonprofit, also runs like shorter novel writing focuses um for like camp nanorimo of like 
two weeks of writing in like july or april or something and yeah yeah i think they those, do two camp NaNoWriMo's in april and july yeah every year those yeah. those usually end up being much better timing for me yeah um yeah for me i i really love a thousand words of summer which is jamie attenberg's uh not quite NaNoWriMo um it's unaffiliated but every day you get a really beautiful email in your inbox for that one um for two weeks and uh it's a it's just your goal is to write a thousand words that day um and yeah i really like that one and every single every single day in the email she recommends a a non-profit to donate to which i really love so yeah there are other nano there are other things too that aren't NaNoWriMo. So if you can't do NaNoWriMo and you're feeling guilty about it, it's fine. And sometimes word sprints and and things like this aren't for you and your novel just takes a long time and everyone's creative process is different. So don't beat yourself up about not doing this type of thing. And um, finally, what what is our mango fact, Nirali? So our mango fact is um, actually a bit of mango news uh, coming from Hawaii. Um, so this is uh, the Waianae Coast um, in, on, I believe, Maui. Uh, so the Waianae Coast in Maui is known for its mangoes. However, um, Most families that used to have mango trees on their properties no longer do. Um, So one intrepid uh, mango grower, uh, Mark Suiso, decided to uh, open up a company called Makaha Mangoes. um, And also just believes that everyone in uh, Maui, or at least everyone in the area, the Waianae Coast, should have a producing mango tree or some kind of fruit tree because it's really good for you to have fresh fruit on your property and eat it. Um, and he just misses everyone hang- having mangoes. I appreciate him. So, yeah, he re- he 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 wants to sell his mangoes but also encourage everyone else to have a fruit tree and live sustainably which is nice that's very wholesome i like that Mm -hmm. yeah also he mentioned that in hawaii they get mangoes imported from the mainland america and he's very annoyed about that understandably if you can get perfectly good fresh mango right outside of your door (laughs) thank you so much everyone for listening to this episode of on your left if you want to hear more from us, you can find me at Katrina Ames on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. Where can we find you, Nirali? Uh, you can find me at Firewood Sparkler on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I did just post a new YouTube video that I really liked, so um, please check out check it out. <laughs> this has been the On Your Left episode, all about self care. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.